Hi, I'm Judy Carter, and you're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. Hi, Jason. How's it going? Hey, do you feel that the opening of this um, uh, podcast, it was it was too long? No, I think it's perfect. I think it gets right to the point. <laughs> because the three C's. The three C's? Yes. I talk about the three C's when I do a lot of... So we're going to just jump right into the topic right here because it, it kind of fits thematically with what we're about to talk about. Uh, for some of you being don't know... Being concise, right? Yes, That's exactly. what our topic today Essentially is being that, concise. Being concise. So when I do uh, corporate video, which is one of the you know one of the things that my production company does, is I always talk about the three C's of really good corporate video. And that's clear, concise, and contained. So in other words, when you are talking, when you're giving an interview, when you're trying to get a message across, a, a product or whatever, you want to be very clear about what it is. You want to be extremely concise about what it is. And you want to be very contained. In other words, you, if someone watches the thing that you make and they have to then go and watch 16 other videos in order to decipher what it is because you're pulling in all these random quotes and, oh, if you know this, then, then you'll... If, and people have to go and do research in order to understand what the hell it is you're talking <laughs> I about. I know. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, I people go, I'm writing a book or I'm a speaker or I am um, whatever they're doing. And I go, um, oh, what's your book about? And the way they answer that question um, tells me whether their book is going to be a complete flop or if it's going to be a huge hit. Because it's not so often um, about your product. It's really about how you pitch it. Mm-hmm. And the more concise you are and compelling in that pitch is going to mean the difference between selling books to just your relatives that they never even read anyway, or really being a multi-million dollar seller. Yeah. I mean, the way you, uh, you know, um, like on a plane or God, all these references are now so obsolete. God, remember <laughs> sitting on a plane? Um, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, because this happened. I, I, I put in another podcast a story where a woman says, what do you speak about? And the way I told my seatmate in such a concise way, uh, I booked over. She worked for the military, and so she recommended me all over the place. I ended up making over $170,000 from answering that one question. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is, Jason, (laughs) is me, I see, I'm so right brain, left brain, like I'll have these experiences naturally, and then I wanna go, well, what happened there? What's the formula behind this? Mm -hmm. So I put it in a formula. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, there's, there's there's been this one piece of advice that I got years ago that still sticks with me now and I've kind of added to it and that is if you can explain someone's problem to them better than they can explain it they're going to assume you have the answer to that problem so that's the original quote now my version of that is if you can explain someone's problem to them in a more concise and direct way than they can they're going to immediate immediately believe that you're credible so 
Yes. One of the greatest yes. things. Yes, or uncredible, or, or a total whack job, exactly. or an amateur, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the flip side of it. Yeah. So movies have log lines. Now, back in the, in the day, and uh, I remember this a little bit because I remember doing it with my family, was before people used to see movie trailers all the time on TV, on internet, anything, you had to just read a quick log line or synopsis in the paper to decide what movie you were going to go and see. So my parents would open up the paper. They'd look inside. They'd say like, oh, okay, well, we got to find something that's PG or whatever. So they look at all the PG movies. And after they had filtered out all the ones that we weren't allowed to see, they would start reading synopsis. They'd be like, so-and-so goes to a thing and does that. Does that sound interesting? No. All right. Well, it's, you know, a little fish tries to find his blah, blah, blah. You know, like you, you have these really quick one, two sentence descriptions. And that was how people decided what movies and TV and things they were going to watch, things that they were going to spend their money on. Because if you could capture them in those two sentences, in that quick log line, in that quick, you know, in that quick subline or whatever it may be, that is going to be what makes people give you that chance. And if it takes you forever to get to the point, forever to describe what you do, if you have to bring in all sorts of contextual information and all sorts of background and all sorts of stuff, no one is ever going to want to see or experience the art that you're creating. Absolutely. But But if you can take that massive culmination of thought, which makes up every artistic endeavor that we do, and break it down into something concise, oh, Man, you can take a medium grade, like there are so many movies I've seen where the pitch was a thousand times better than the movie was. Yeah. Well, that's but I watched that movie from beginning to end because God damn it, that pitch was so good. That log line was so good. I'm like, I want to see what happens. And that's, you have to create that kind of, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens next and be able to do it quickly. Yes. Okay. So here we are at the message of you.com and the message of you.com is our speaker university. And, um, and those of you, um, listening during the coronavirus, I'm offering a complete membership to all content free of charge. I'm also giving away, um, um, these meetings that we get together once a week, live meetings on zoom. And so what we're all working on is just this, how to pitch our speech. Now, I have to tell you, nobody has a speech yet. You know how they're going to get a speech? They're going to write such a compelling one minute, one to two minutes, no more than two minutes, like maybe one and a half minute um, message, like this elevator speech. It's like their message of you pitch. And it's going to be so compelling that the biggest problem they're going to have is, oh, shit, they booked me. Now I've got to write the, you know, the damn speech, right? Okay, so this method of doing this kind of concise pitch means that you don't tell any of your stories um, or give away any of your content that's in the book. Because that's not what this is about. This is about selling. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is you address it to the person asking you. And you you have to know and you have to be able to answer this question to make it concise. What problem does your book solve? Like, I only 
time is precious. It's not finite. I'm going to give you my time to listen or read your book. What am I going to get from it? Like, what am I going to get from what do you, what is the problem that I have that this product that you created is going to solve? Tell me about, you know, you understand my problem. I need you to just not go like, well, you know, people are stressed. That's bullshit. It really has to be very, very specific mm. about, you know, if you're a woman and, you know, you have to know what your, who your audience is. So anyway, so I've created this formula for this pitch to go, here's the problem. And that's why, you know, when you read this book, you're going to get, you're going to learn. Give me my three points you're going to learn and how it's going to transform me in some way. And that's essentially it. So anyway, I've been exclusively working with people on how to develop a concise pitch that answers this question. What is your speech about? What do you talk about? What's your book about? Um, you know, and um, it's compelling. Yeah. It's so compelling. Yeah. And if you go way back into our archives, we did a couple podcast about pitching and why it's so important and why you need to keep it can you know contained and why it's called an elevator pitch because you know you're trying to pitch someone in an elevator between floors so it has to go fast but this is true with so many other things as well you know we've talked about killing your darlings where you you got to take out the pieces of the story that don't thematically fit no matter how amazing those stories or moments may be you still got to cut them. You got to get rid of that kind of stuff um, because an audience only has so much energy to give to you. And so for yes. me, being concise is a form of respect. You know, I'm oh, going in there. Yeah, I'm going in there and I'm being concise because I value every moment that they're giving me. So if they go in and they give me, you know, five minutes to pitch, I want to be done in three and a half because I, and I want that three and a half to be like, oh, <gasps> Oh my God. Yes. Yes. You know, like what I don't want is, okay, I get it. You know? So if you can start working this muscle and here's the thing is the, the getting things down to their bare minimum and comics do this constantly because literally just having a standup who changes a sentence that if he can compress a sentence into a word and get a bigger laugh, that's going to be a better joke. If they can just take something that takes forever to explain and break it down into one or two sentences so they can get to the next point earlier, man, that shows that shows so much ability. And it also separates, you know, sort of the mediocre people who have to kind of dance around in details before they can get to the point. And you talk about this a lot in your book. Um, if you can get to that level, if you can work that muscle out of, okay, how do I strip away the unessential stuff to get to the true form, very much just like Bruce Lee did, then then you will have the ability, you will have one, a leg up on a lot of your competition. And number two, you will be able to learn how to convey immense curiosity, emotion, concern sometimes in a very short amount of time. Uh, one of the things I love, because uh, sometimes they're incredibly awful and make no sense, but the, is when you see a movie poster, and so they've got the main title of the movie, the man who's about to do something, you know, something like that. And then they have a, a little line underneath it. And it's like, this time will be the last time or now it's personal or that kind of thing. That kind of stuff, when it's done really, really well, can 
can make or break an audience member wanting to see it. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a really, really good one. Um, was it the Quiet Place poster? I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. But look at a series of movie posters and don't read the title of the movie. Just read that little extra line or that byline or whatever. That, I forget exactly the name of what it's called, the subtitle. Just read those subtitles and then pick the movie you want to you wanna see. And I'll guarantee you the one with the killer subtitle is going to be like, yeah, that one. You know. Yeah, you know, they used to, I, I know my friend uh, who's a comedy writer had a huge job writing those slogans, those one yeah. lines, you know, for for TV stations and ads and marketing and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's you know, uh, it's reductionism. Yeah. It's taking all, all your ideas or looking or writing out and, and you have to write it out. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you could talk things out, but it's going to be sometimes verbose. And it's just like cutting out, do I need this word? Do I, you know, does this word bring me joy? Like that yeah. woman who <laughs> eliminated yeah. letter. Kondo. Does that <laughs> word give me joy? So it's about eliminating, you know, um, most of it. I know when we write stand-up comedy materials, sort of like haiku poetry, because uh, haiku poetry means is, is very few words to yep. convey an emotion. Because sometimes people meander so long, I don't know what the joke's about. Like yes. they'll start a setup that goes, well, you know, it's hard being a prostitute because, you know, um, there's not a lot of money out there. And when you're in a hotel, it's like, well, what's it about? Money, hotel, prostitutes? Yeah. You know, what, what's get to it you know yeah. it's like one give me one idea and that's why stand-up so popular because our brains have changed we we get our information really quickly you know you watch a movie I, I was I've been watching some movies that I thought were really good in the 80s and they're so friggin' slow you just want to just oh my god you know yeah. you go out you get some popcorn you come back nothing has happened they're still <laughs> staring at each other and there's some music in the back i don't know it just seemed like a, like um, i remember a movie a man and a woman da 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 oh god you mean movie. love story no that oh. was that's also i mean you see them all now it's yeah. like make something happen exactly. before we were so content with meandering through the nuances mm -hmm. of a story and and now our brains have shifted we want things quickly quickly yeah. you know really quick so if you think of how you hear this will give you a good clue to how concise you need to be think of when you watch tv and you don't know what to watch and you're flipping through channels how long do you stay on each channel mm. how long do you stay maybe like you know one two seconds at the most yeah I get it. I get it. We get things really quickly. I get it, and I don't like it. <laughs> so, you know, really, really quickly. So when you hit people, you have to hit them, you know, not only in a compelling way, but in a concise way. Absolutely. And, like, Netflix is bringing this back big time because they're putting up new content all the time, and you're not going to sit there and watch every trailer for every show and every movie that comes out. Sometimes you're just going to read that two-sentence description. And that two sentence description is going to make you make that choice. You know, yeah, like, nah. I, like think about the phrase, like <laughs> we'll do this comparison. If, if Hamlet would have started his, his, his most famous speech with, should I be someone who is realistic and self-actualized 
or should I be someone who doesn't really follow through on what it is they should be doing and doesn't follow through with their characteristics and responsibilities and, uh, and doesn't really align and stay congruent with who they are as a person? Or and to be or to not be to be. Or not to be. Exactly. <laughs> That's good, Jason. You know, I it's love like, that. Because he's encapsulating a massive amount of information and emotion and feeling in that, in the line, to be or not to be. That is the question. You know, I've just presented a huge mental, moral, philosophical, existential question to you. And I did it in what, 12 words? You know? <laughs> right. And I kind of feel like um, our podcast, though, is getting too long, Jason. What do you think? <laughs> I think yeah, it's for like a people concise are going, podcast. friggin' when's the ending of this? I this think... is not concise at all. Well, well yeah. one thing I will tell you about that is, okay. you know, for the thing about being concise about something is you have to be willing to do the work. And a lot of people just want to kind of get the stuff out onto the page. Like they get to the brain dump phase of things. They get all the notes out. They get all the things. But then the chipping away, the analytics, the things that make you, because you're not going to be concise on the off the cuff. Like I can't be concise off the cuff. But if I had to write a four minute speech about being concise and you gave me the time and the energy and the ability to do it. And I, you know, I was like, okay, that's my objective. I could absolutely do that. Yes. But, and we're going to show you how. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So when you are being concise, when you are trying to, to elevate and up level the content that you're doing, being concise is one of the best ways of doing that. So the first thing you have to do is understand going in, there's going to be a lot of rewriting. There's going to be a lot of adjusting. There's going to be a lot of changing. So you have to get used to the idea of when I start, I'm just adding clay, you know, and then I'm going to chip away to what is absolutely essential. And that's going to take time to get to being concise. You have to take a lot of time, you know, it doesn't seem like it works, but that's the way it's got to be because as you chip away, you're going to realize, did I really need to say that? Is that sentence really necessary? Does this need to be that long? Do I need to have that explanation? Do I need to have that sample? Do I need to have this? And as you start asking those questions, you will begin to trim away the fat and get just to the lean portion of what it is you're trying to convey. I like, for example, I do not like, I'm not a, like if I'm reading a book about business or health or education or whatever, I hate anecdotes. I hate, well, I had a so-and-so client named Todd and Todd was working in West Virginia and blah, blah, blah. I hate those things because I don't know Todd. I don't care about Todd. Fuck Todd. You know, I care about what is the thing you're trying to teach me and show me. So my favorite books, the ones that have completely altered my trajectory as a creative are the shortest, most concise, the direct, like, so I, I've, uh, what is it? The, um, uh, War of Art and things like that. That book's like 45 pages and there's like two sentences per page. I've read that book a hundred times because the information that he is able to squeeze into one or two sentences per page is way better than, you know, some other thing that took 9,000 pages in order to go. So, yes. so I would say that to achieve that level is one, be prepared for the rewrite. Number two, ask a lot of questions. And number three, don't be afraid. And of course, most importantly, to kill your darlings and get rid of the things that's completely unnecessary. Yes. And number five, um, if you would like a formula on how to be concise mm. when describing your project, please go to the message of you 
com, the message of you.com and join for free and there's a complete video showing you how to do this. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to the message of you.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.